are not waiting for the revelation of a blessing. We're waiting for the manifestation of a blessing. In other words, we don't need God to give us revelation. We need manifestation. Why? It's already been prepared. Everything God is ever going to give you has already been prepared. Listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us as we continue to look at the topic of money today. Our message is called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And uh, Pastor, you just said everything that God is ever going to give you has already been prepared. If that's the case, are there things that I could be missing out on, things that God maybe has for me that I'm not going to get if I'm not doing something right? Ding, 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 ding. You ran the bell. Uh, a good read would be Bruce Wilkerson's book about the vine. Hmm. Have you read that? I have not. It's a great book. He tells the story of us going to heaven and standing at the judgment seat of Christ. Mm-hmm. And behind Christ are a lot of gift packages And uh, we're asking, what is that? And Jesus says, those are the blessings I prepare for you that you never walked in obedience to procure. Wow. Yeah, and that's deep, man. Now here's, let me give you one passage. I can give you a bunch of passages. Let me give you one. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Here's a question. The blessings that we have. Here's what I tell people all the time. I don't ask God to bless me because of that passage and others. It's blessed with all spiritual. Now, let me ask you a question, Steve. Uh, Is that past, present, or future? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amen. That was a great answer, Steve. You you got me on that one. Okay. (laughs) But he says, blessed, E-D, past tense. Yeah. And you're really right when you said that because it's participial, I believe. It's an heiress participle, which would mean then, if it is heiress participle, I got to look it up, but it would be, it's something that happened in the past that has present and future results. Mm -hmm. So God has already blessed me. And so I, you know, when people say, uh, you know, I say, I'm already blessed. Well, well, when you don't have what you need, what is that? Oh, I'm not broke. I'm just in between blessings. That's it. But here it is. Uh, You have a couple examples in the Old Testament. Genesis 22, Abraham is to take Isaac up. And uh, he lays him on the altar. I'm going to cut to the chase. Lays him on the altar, lifts up his hand to slay him. Then what does God say? Stop. Stop. And what does he see? He sees the ram caught in the thicket. Now, my question is this. Was the ram there all the time? Yes. Then why didn't he see it? Until you raise your hand in obedience to what God has said, you will not see the provision that he's already provided. Hmm. Same thing happened to Rebecca when Peter was asked about the tax money. He told him where to get the money. Yeah, go get the I fish. Mean, yep. where to get the fish and, and all of that. You know, so that's case closed. <laughs> Well, with that, let's wrap this little part of the program up and get to Proverbs 3 as we continue our message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. Here's Pastor Ford. So in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, that's what we've been studying. He says that we ought to honor the Lord. And uh, we talked about those four levels over and over again. Let me tell you uh, what they are. When you say, I have to, generally, 
that's motivated by the law. That's motivated by the law. Now, we know we are living in the age of grace. And so it's grace giving for grace living. And so uh, we don't teach here. Uh, we, we do teach you ought to begin at the tithe, uh, but we don't teach it as something that is mandatory that brings a curse to you in terms of, you know, the way it's being preached. So number two, I ought to, generally, that's out of duty. It's motivated by duty. I want to is generally motivated by gratitude. So I want to do this in response to what God has given. Now remember, uh, we when we did this last week, we looked at the six aspects of what it means to have first fruits. And then whenever we say I love to, generally that's a motivated by grace. And so I want you to see what, what's motivating me. The law, is it duty, is it gratitude, or is it grace? And so here, clearly, in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, it's grace, uh, that God's grace is the primary motivating factor. Now, when you look at it in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Paul is going to talk about this motivation. So on your own time, would you read 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, where he begins to say that grace ought to be the highest motivating factor, not just for giving to God, but serving him and speaking about him and all the other things that we do for him. It ought to come out of the grace that God has extended to us. And so what is grace? Anybody remember? What is grace? Unmerited favor, undeserved favor. And so my favorite acronym, anybody remember that? Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Yeah, and so we have, we have both of them. If, if you're not saved, it's God's redemption at Christ's expense. But if you are saved, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. And so this grace has been something that has given us what we do not deserve. So we've already established, and we're not going to go back, but we said then that we begin to look at uh, why God gives us money. The first purpose is spiritual worship. So the word honor, anybody remember the Hebrew word? Kabod. And and what is it? It's a worship word. So here now he's saying, uh, he tying together uh, worship and worth. And he's tying together worship, worth, and wealth. They cannot be separated one for another. So he says then, uh, what is this giving in worship? We've already seen giving in worship is reverence to God. That's the adoration of it. God, we adore you. And so we give to him. Then number two, we saw that giving in worship is regulated by God. That's the amount of it. How much should I give God? First fruits. Does the New Testament bear that out? Uh, uh, yeah, first fruits. And, and remember now, this includes what they call the tithe, first fruits. And, and so uh, then let's finish it. Giving in worship is rewarded by God. That's the acknowledgement of it. The acknowledgement of it. Now watch this. Look at the text. 
Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. And I want you to notice, and we just, we just touched on it. We didn't stay there and hang out. What is substance? It's your regular paycheck, isn't it? What's your increase? Overtime. There you go. Uh, money that you didn't expect to get. Uh, you found a $100 bill. God said, that's the increase. You didn't get that by accident. You got that by providence. Now what you going to do? You're going to give God a portion of it. Now watch this. So shall thy barns be running over. So shall thy barns be running over. So remember now, so is so important. Why is so, so important? Because so shows a result and not reason. Why is that so significant and why is that so important to understand? Reason shows motivation. But so just shows us manifestation that what we have here is a maxim as a proverb where God wants us to understand is not why you do it. It is the result of what you do. So one then uh, comes out of this misunderstanding of trying to obligate God when the other one is just based on obedience. Everybody still tracking with me? So then this is not giving to get. So we do not give to get, but this teaches you can't give without getting. And so here now, he makes a promise. Now, now watch this. We, we got to do a Bible study. What's going on in verses 9 and 10? In Hebrew poetry, verses 9 and 10 are called synonymous parallelism. What's it called? Okay, go ahead and say, huh? What is synonymous parallelism? It means these verses are complementary one to another. Literally, uh, what it means then is that the first line adds to the second line. Do you see that? The first line adds to the second line. So it's result, not reason. And the second part becomes inseparable from the first part. Everybody's still with me? So that they go together. That's my point. God doesn't want us to separate them. So it's like, you finish it. Salt and? Day and? Bacon and? Hot and? Now or? Husband and? Charisma and? Why y'all hesitate? Pastor Ford. You don't separate... Okay, all right, all right. Y'all didn't, y'all missed one. Y'all, you, you got six out of seven. That's good. <laughs> oh, you're listening to Pastor Ford here on Treasure Truth, and we're going to get back to this message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money, in just a moment. By the way, if you ever want to find out more about Pastor Ford or even come to Christ Bible Church in Chicago and hear him speak live, you can get the information by coming to our website and clicking on the About link. There's also a link to the church's website 
on the Stay Connected bar. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for either link there. By the way, that Stay Connected bar is a great place to go if you just want to find out more about this ministry because we have links there to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app. And speaking of the Moody Radio app, if you want to get that, you don't have it already, again, we'll link you to that through the website, or you can find it by going to your favorite app store and simply searching for Moody Radio. Well, let's get back to the message. Again, here's Pastor Ford. So here's what happens. Now watch this. If you don't see it, you tell me. The first part validates the second part. You see that? In other words, the second part happens because of the first part. So then here's what he's telling us. If you don't do the first part, don't even expect the second part. So he links them together. So so it also means if you're not doing the first part, God will not do the second part. Don't expect it. Now notice, in other words, it doesn't produce it it positions you. Okay, what does that mean? What do you mean it positions you? See, obedience always positions us for whatever God has. Now you go through and it doesn't matter what it is. It always positions us, whether it's spiritual growth, whatever it is. Our brother shared with us, he said, man, you know, everybody's telling me I'm supposed to learn something about this. I'm ready to move on. And my thought is, okay, then what have you learned to move on? Because you're not there by accident, you're there by providence. So, so then what is God doing? I'm growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the blessing, it's position. Here I am over here. God has already, Ephesians 1, 3, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I told you before and I'll tell you again. We are not waiting for the revelation of a blessing. We're waiting for the manifestation of a blessing. In other words, we don't need God to give us revelation. We need manifestation. Why? It's already been prepared. Everything God is ever going to give you has already been prepared. Now, what does God need to do? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He will direct thy path. But wherever he's taking you, I have to get here. And so what happens? You have a medium that moves you toward what God has for you. What's the medium again? Obedience. Why obedience? Because obedience is better than sacrifice. And so what happened? Okay, uh, Jacob. Remember what God said to Jacob when he returned from backsliding? And remember what he did? Put his family first, right? But then he wrestled with God. And then what did he do? Put his family, he went first. Now, where did God want him? Back at Bethel. Where was he? Shekin. Where was Shekin? Halfway. Where was the blessing? Bethel. How do you know that? Read what it says in uh, uh, Genesis, um, uh, Genesis 35. Here's what you have. Where is he? Okay, let's say here's where he came from, back with uh, uh, Laban. He's on the way. He crosses uh, the brook, and he meets his brother. He tells his brother a lie. 
Because even though he's saved and sanctified, he still ain't perfect. And then he goes to Shechem and he stops there. Why did he stop there? Because it was prosperous. So he looked at what prosperity was from his own eyes, from the worldly position, not from the word. How do I know it's not from the word? Because God already told him in Genesis 35, go to Bethel. So here he is. What's going on here? Everything gets messed up here. He looks and says, this is the job I want. I don't care what job God told me. This church I want, I don't care what church God told me to go to. This is what I, how I want to raise my kids. I don't care what God said about raising. You, you with me? And so he's here because he thinks this is the better place. But it's not. Anybody knows what happens there in chapter 34? Dinah is raped and what else? And then his sons do a drive-by, and the whole family's in danger of being destroyed. Why? Because he is not where he's supposed to be. He has not put himself in the position where God can bless him. And so what happens? The tragedy becomes the motivation for leaving the place that God never told him to be in in the first place. I hope y'all track it with me because I can't really tell whether y'all feeling me on this or not because everybody looked confused. <laughs> so what happened? He goes to Bethel, and here's what it says in the Hebrew. He went to Bethel, and God blessed him right there. The blessing was there. Obedience positioned him to the place where he could have the manifestation of what God already gave him by way of revelation. Everybody with me? So then it doesn't produce, it positions you. It's not supplying, it's showing you. And so we never know, we never know. And remember now, it's not always financial, is it? But there are some things that God gives us that money can't even buy. And so then it does not generate blessing. You with me? It doesn't generate blessing. It guides you to them. It guides you to them. And so let me give you an example so that you'll understand uh, what he's talking about. So notice what he says. He says, so shall thy barn be what? field and your wine press be okay so why God tell us this why barns why wine press they were an agricultural society and they existed off of two things crops and wine and so what is God saying the things you need to exist, that's what I'm going to provide. Now, now turn to Psalm 1. Turn to Psalm 1. Let me show you something. We, we studied this before too, but that's okay. I don't care. Now, turn to Psalm 1. Now, watch this. Blessed is the man, and that's man, woman, boy, or girl, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why, why go to this one? Because it's the same thing. 
He is showing us the results of obedience. So here's what's happening. Verse 1, this person, this man, woman, boy, girl is separated from the world. So how often have you heard on TV that the word blessed is, is defined by who you stay away from? There it is right there. And most of the time, you'll see if you analyze the word blessed, 75% of the time has nothing to do with financial. Just like here, it's who you stay away from can be a blessing to you. Amen. And, and so you're separated from the world. But then notice, secondly, you're saturated with the word. You're saturated with the word. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he does meditate day and night. And then notice thirdly, and he's situated by the waters. Situated by the waters. So, so what's going on with these water things? It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Two symbols for the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Number one, water for drinking. And number two, water for cleansing. John chapter 7, Jesus said, uh, if you, if you uh, believe in me, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And what does John say Jesus meant by that? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is water for drinking. But then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, by the washing of the water by the word. So the word of God, the Holy Spirit, is then water is a symbol for the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. Everybody with me? Which metaphor would this be? Planted by the rivers of water. For drinking. Yet for drinking. It's a provision. That's right. Okay, so everybody still with me now? All right, so here's what's going on. Here's what I want you to see. This is not just in one place in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. It's right here in the beginning of the Psalms. And I can go through, and I'm going to give you one example, maybe two, and I'm going to go through and show you when individuals obey this, this is what happens as a natural result. All right, don't you wish we weren't pausing the teaching right here? You're going to have to listen next time to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, but really looking forward to unpacking kind of what he's teasing with today. And you can make sure that you don't miss that by, of course, listening to the radio, but you can also come to the website right now and sign up to begin podcasting the program. That way you won't miss a future broadcast. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org. That's a great place to go if you ever miss Pastor Ford's teaching as well, because you can always listen to programs that you did miss or just listen to them again. You can stream the program through your computer or mobile device, or you can download an MP3 for free. That's at treasuredtruthradio.org. And whether you're listening to this program on the radio, online, by podcasting the program, or through the Moody Radio app, we're glad that you connected with us, and it's all made possible because of your generosity. We're a listener-supported ministry, and we really do depend on your giving, your faithful financial support, to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each day. If you're benefiting from listening, I want to ask you to give a gift of support. You can do that by coming to the website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and click on the link that says, Make a Donation. That could be a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.